Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer. I am the dream business coach, and I have a fantastic interview. I've been waiting to get my guest on, Howie Zales. He is an Emmy Award-winning camera operator who turned his passion for television broadcasting into several entrepreneurial endeavors. Serial entrepreneur here, which is another thing I'm crazy about. Howie created HJZ Productions in 2000 to address the need for professional-level sports crewing staffing in the New York market. Under his leadership, HJZ Productions grew to multi-million dollars nationwide, a nationwide provider of top talent in the broadcast field. In 2019, Howie and his team founded Veridity, I hope I said that right, Entertainment Services, uh, which initially focused on staffing in non-union markets. And then when they, uh, the old COVID-19 pandemic hit in early 2020, they quickly pivoted to offering best-in-class broadcast quality live streams can't wait to tell you about that i was we, we were chatting a little bit here in the in the green room in addition how he took his love of the television production business and created the tv sports course a hands-on training boot camp for the next generation of television crew professionals. He's a graduate of the State University of New York at Plattsburgh Mass Communication Program. And um, we were meeting each other before, and he's got all these, uh, what do you call, press passes hanging behind him from NBC and all this different stuff. Howie, how are you doing today? Good, Jim. How are you? I'm so Happy excited to, to talk to a professional because <laughs> I'm the furthest thing from a professional. I've been doing video since 2009. I don't know, you you probably, you know, being a professional scuff, but do you remember in 2009, they had the little Kodak flip camera, a little lens popped up. It was like the first thing to record video and upload it to YouTube. I mean, yep, 2009 absolutely. seems like so long ago. So long ago, right? Absolutely. I, I started something called Newsletter Guru TV. It's my former, well, I still have a newsletter business, but um, then I morphed into the Dream Business Coach TV. But I just shot videos, you know, arm's length, little video camera. And um, I did it for five years, Howie. In five years, I only missed two weeks. So, um, but that was all pre-recorded. And then, you know, when, uh, when this live streaming came out, you know, it, was, it opened up a whole different world. But um, so how did you get into this? Did you, so you went to, you went to college for mass communication. Did you go right into television after college? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I graduated college. I, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew it was going to be sports TV. I had some great experiences in college. I just, my issue was I didn't know how to get into it. Um, so I knocked on every, I live near New York City. So I went to New York and I knocked on every business that said whatever, whatever productions. And uh, I finally got a job as a, as a production assistant at a a production company on Long Island. And um, soon after that, uh, that I got that job, their editor, their staff ed editor left. And just so happened that mm. th that company had the same equipment that the PBS station did in Plattsburgh, New York, where I did my internship, oh, where wow. I learned to edit, where I learned to edit. So I kind of slid into that role and 
Uh, I really did not like it because it was long, long hours in a room, in a dark room. I never saw the outside. And, I, you know, so I made my job finding another job. And eventually I took a job shooting news in upstate New York, back near Plattsburgh. Okay. Now you, you told me, um, you named some pretty big names, sports figures who were, um, after the pandemic had to kind of be interviewed from their homes. I want to get into how you did all that, but, um, were you mostly in news or sports? Like where was the bulk of your camera work? Yeah, it started out about a year and a half in news. And then, um, because everyone at that news station knew what I wanted to do, I said, I want to shoot sports TV. I want to, you know, get into that. One day ESPN called the newsroom because someone got sick on uh. their show. And they said, can you recommend someone knowing that they would have camera people, right? Mm -hmm. And because I put it out in the universe that this is what I want to do, I let everyone know that as soon as that person answered the phone, they knew Howie Zales was going to be their recommendation. And that first job became a second job. And it just snowballed there that eventually I left that news job and started uh, a full-time freelance career as a television sports camera. That's so awesome. And don't miss, hey folks, don't miss that big, huge lesson, how he put it out there, as he said, into the universe. But he let everybody at the station know. So when the call came in, it wasn't to him, but they said, oh, how you could do that. So you, you got to, you got to make your thing yourself known. Were you ever, did you do um, sidelines like NFL games and things like oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, college and NFL uh, football games. I've done Super Bowls. I've wow. been in the hospital three, three times, two from this, one from a college football game and one from um, an NFL game, both with concussions. I was going to uh, say football to the head because you're you're not looking. No, um, one of them at Notre Dame. I shot Notre Dame for 20 years for NBC. One of them was uh, I was on the sideline shooting a punt. Uh -huh. Went with the ball, and the ball went to the opposite side of the field. Yeah, but two players were like holding each other, running down the field, offense and defense, and they ran out of bounds. And I'm supposed to have a utility person protecting me and kind of yank me out of the way mm -hmm. if, if someone if the player's gonna get close. But unfortunately, he was taking pictures with his iPhone uh -oh. instead of uh protecting me. And I wound up in the hospital with a concussion. Oh my gosh. The other he time probably, was he on, she probably felt pretty bad about that, I would think. <laughs> yeah. The other time was on an NFL sideline, and I don't remember the story behind that. And the third concussion was uh, a baseball to the head at oh, wow. city at well, at the time it was the Mets Shea stadium. I mean, I could do a whole show just talking about this, but um, I really want to get into the video. What was fascinating to me and f for me personally, if I never say the word COVID again, it'll be too soon, right. but the pandemic really shifted everything. Um, so you're out shooting live and all of a sudden nobody can go live yet. There are, there are TV stations and, and shows and networks that needed to have guests. Um, you were telling me that your your production company created these like kits, included yes. laps. Can you t talk a little bit about that? Because I think people who are doing what I do in live stream and just from an entrepreneurial basis would find this fascinating. Yeah. So I, I was it was September. It was late August uh, 2020. And I had done some research on, on COVID, I mean, on live streaming because of COVID, obviously. 
and our company had been shut down, right? So uh, I had told the rabbi at the synagogue uh, what kind of equipment he was we were going to need to purchase to continue the services and continue the high holidays. And no sooner, we were literally setting up the temple with the equipment inside when my phone rang. And it was an old client of mine said, hey, we need to interview nine major league baseball players in nine separate cities but the interviewer cannot leave her house. Mm. How can we do that? And, and he said, can you do that? I said, absolutely. And I had no idea how we were going to do that. <laughs> Let's go figure it out. <laughs> but uh, I said, absolutely. And I, you know, I turned to my uh, team of people that are smarter than I am. Cause you always surround yourself with people smarter than you are. Yep. And we developed these uh, remote capture kits where they're high-end gaming laptops with uh, cameras USB microphones, ring lights, uh, Ethernet cables, and we install programs on them that allow us, once they're connected to the internet, for us to dial into that specific computer and take control of it. We can focus the camera so the eyeballs are in focus, not the books or background behind them, uh, that the color temperature matches mm. what it's supposed to be, um, and that the audio uh, is sounding good and um just overall the quality is broadcast quality and that's what we kind of prided ourselves on that we're providing broadcast quality live streams so our clients can still get their message out there you know it's interesting howie so i'm picturing this big um control room but it's probably a couple guys smarter than you that have laptops that are directing this right yeah, so with our, our live stream software, uh, we do everything in AWS, Amazon Web Services in the cloud. Uh -huh. And the beauty behind that is the computer, there's no physical live stream computer. It's it's in, in a cloud somewhere. And then I could have it anywhere. Someone could work on our broadcast from anywhere in the world. Mm. We have a director, a producer, a technical director, an audio person, and a second technical director who manages all of the remote guests and their computers. Because we need someone to, if we have four guests, we need someone to manage all that. Um, but the beauty of that is anyone could be, be anywhere because we do it all in the cloud. Talk to me about live streaming. So I used to do uh, an event called Dream Business Academy. I did eight of them and then stopped that. And um, but a lot of people are doing live events and, you know, <clears throat> some people are still apprehensive about going to big crowded rooms, I guess. So they're always, they're doing a live stream component to that. Mm. I, I'm guessing that that has really taken off since the pandemic as well. Yeah. And it, you know, you, you don't have to be a huge company to do that. Big companies, small companies, uh, basically we, we come in and we, we offer the in-person and the virtual experience. Mm -hmm. If uh, there's a group of speakers all day long and they have PowerPoint slides, um, we have basically, if it's in person, we have the slides on screens on site and we give a clicker to the speaker and they let us know when to advance the slides. And to make the virtual experience more interesting, we'll have a shot of the person speaking. Then if We'll go to the slide full screen, and then we have what we call a two box, where it's a small box of the person speaking, then right. a bigger box of the slide, and we're constantly changing, you know, what the vert, what the person's seeing on screen to make it more, more make, make it more interesting. 
there's some kind of a formula, which I'm sure you, 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 you know, you, what can you go for five seconds or 10 seconds, then you better change it up. Right. You can't have the slide in the person's head for two minutes. Yeah, exactly. And we, and it's gotta be natural. Right. And if there's a lot of information on the slide, you want the slide full screen. So the viewer at home uh, could, could, you know, see it e easily, but you want to change it up and mix it up. And, um, you know, we have graphics for the person's name. We call them lower thirds, uh, you know, all the information, uh, that is needed to help provide, uh, a quality broadcast quality production. So <clears throat> I'm going to ask you a little bit about the, um, the on-camera, um, stuff, you know, I coach some entrepreneurs, some people have fears of just getting on camera and thinking they're not going to know what to say. They're going to look stupid, sound stupid. <laughs> do right. I have the right lighting? All of that. Um, do you, do you, and, or someone on your team, do you help people with that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I help people with that all the time. Um, you know, being coming from the broadcast industry, I, I take pride in my setup and try to help people with theirs. Mine is a somewhat of an expensive setup, but it doesn't have to be done very expensive. Mm -hmm. So how do you help somebody over the fear of, you know, going live versus just recording a video, which you could then edit post-production? Um, yeah, we find like rehearsing, right? Rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. Okay. If it's an in-person experience, we, <clears throat> we get them to rehearse, uh, you know, at the location, at the venue, many times many times so they're they get comfortable so they see what it's like when they look out to the audience for the first time if it's a the virtual experience uh we get them to rehearse from wherever they're going to do it so they uh are comfortable with the situation if if it's going to be a group discussion then we get everyone that's going to be on the show for a rehearsal day so everyone kind of you know get together talk get comfortable get comfortable with each other mm. and get comfortable dealing with the technology i want to ask you um, about green screen sometimes you i'll interview i'll pull somebody on, an, on a live interview like i do and i said well that's a cool background then they move their head and half their hair disappears yeah. <laughs> is that just bad lighting or is that green screen technology not up to snuff on a personal computer or yeah, it, 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 it's 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 a fake green screen, more okay. or less. It's an electronic green screen that really doesn't work well. We highly, we tell people not to use it. I mean, I'd rather just have an ugly background than look amateur. It's like half your half your head disappears. But I, I know you can see my background, but your audience can't. But um, my background is peel and stick wallpaper from uh, one of the big box stores. Okay. Yeah, it's a good-looking studio. I'll, I'll definitely uh, capture a screenshot to, to put out when we put the show out. Um, I want to. Um, we've got about nine minutes left, Howie. I want to ask you a little bit about business, and if we have time, we'll come back to the whole video piece. So, you founded now three different corporations, done very well. What are the benefits of starting a, a second and/or a third business that that you know, actually competes with the original business? How did how did that come about? So the second business, Ver Veridity Entertainment, um, VES, which is now the live stream business, uh, it was founded to kind of go along with, um, to work alongside or parallel with HJZ Productions, which is uh, we staff sports and entertainment events. And Veridity was um, formed to help our clients that were traveling in, people that travel with those core shows, 
all over the country travel when they travel to New York, there's certain laws and regulations that some of our employer, some of our clients didn't know about, like workplace mm. harassment, sexual harassment, things like that. Um, so we said, we'll take on the burden of training everyone. We'll charge you a fee for that and we'll payroll those people. So it was like keeping it separate from uh, our local hires. Uh, we call them our uh, travel hires. Okay. So what is that? So um, so is the you so sometimes unions and stuff. So are you your company's dealing with it and there is are you shielding your customer from having to deal with that? Yes, exactly. Okay. But that was started in let's say uh November 2019. Okay. So March 2020, everything got shut down. It didn't really get very far off the ground because uh everything got shut down March 11th. Okay. Um if somebody wanted to let's just say an entrepreneur wanted to do some live streaming from you know, doing an event, maybe there's 50 people, 100 people that come in live and they want to offer live streaming. Is that is it a huge undertaking or I mean, just a one camera, two camera setup? What's that usually look like? I mean, it, it's it's not a huge undertaking, but you definitely want to bring someone in that does it regularly because there's a lot of technology involved. The Internet, uh, whenever you're dealing with bringing in remote guests and things like that, the, the Internet internet is always our biggest struggle right um, yeah uh, you never know what someone's internet is like and whenever we have a remote guest or someone in our shows that's fully virtual we always do what's called a tech check uh we we do a tech check day at the same time we try to do at the same time as the show will be so we know what the internet is like we know what the background is going to be like we fully you know check out their that person's situation so when it comes time for the production they're all set so i'm sure there's lessons learned from you know the pandemic and and the live streaming and you got um the uh i think you call them live stream kits and things um how has that is that do you see that continuing it seems to me it's like wow you don't have to fly people in or send teams out. You, you mail a box with yeah. some stuff. That's got to be, I mean, sometimes there's benefits from when you go through some crap, I guess, but that seems to be one of them. Yeah, uh, it's totally going to continue. And, you know, we've done a lot of in-person and virtual LinkedIn lives. Uh, a lot of clients like to call them or fireside chats where mm -hmm. two or three people are, you know, in person talking for 20 minutes. We'll produce those. Um, uh, so, so we'll produce those either fully virtual or a hybrid situation as well. Um, we've done any anything from cooking shows to concerts to now we're doing lower level sporting events. And what I mean by that is like track and field events, which don't have the money to get on or pay for network presence mm -hmm. because doing a, a sporting event or a television show is very expensive, especially the crew and the rental of the TV trucks. We can now live stream those for a third of the price. So there's more programming, there's more people working because we have TV crew now working that wasn't working. And you have athletes that weren't maybe getting the exposure, getting exposure. How relevant are quality live streams to like corporate interviews and, and corporate meetings? Do you find um, where, you know, maybe three, four years ago, 
people jump on their private jets and go to a corporate meeting now? Are they just all meeting virtually still? Is that your experience? They're, they are meeting virtually still, but uh, some of the companies that want to do, it, like we just did one last week where we, there was maybe um, 20 people in the office in New York and it was the meeting was streamed globally around the world was wow. streamed globally so how are you so you're as i said you're an emmy award-winning camera operator when did you when did you get the entrepreneurial itch <laughs> had you always had that or when did when did you decide to go on your own yeah i started my i started my company in 2000 okay because uh, i needed a backup i always <clears throat> knew i always thought that you know I was doing something that was a little bit dangerous, right? Uh, uh, I could hurt my back. I could get, you know, hurt my shoulder. I need a backup for income. So I started this business, the hiring business. And then um, I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I thought of myself as a camera operator that had a little side business. But it was my wife that helped me, you know, kind of flip the switch. She said, look, you're making way more money running this business mm. than you are as a camera operator. And then I kind of hired a business coach and I, I made the mindset change that I'm an entrepreneur that shoots camera on the side. Nice. And then, and then eventually just gave up the camera work. So, you know, you've obviously trusted your gut and your wife, right? So um, why, why is that important as an entrepreneur? This will be our final question. Why do you always trust your gut in business? Because it, it really hasn't steered me wrong. And every time I do, you know, trust my inner thoughts, my inner feelings, it, it always, it always, we always kind of have a, a bit of a success. Mm. So um, um, I, I just go with what my gut tells me. I don't think and linger and, and play out every side. I kind of just go with what my initial thought was. Yeah, I tell I tell my clients that your your gut is the truth teller. Your heart and your yeah. head want it to be true. <laughs> it's almost romantically, oh, wouldn't that be great? But your gut's like, this is not right, you know, right. or this is right. So that's pretty interesting. What a what a fun interview! You've had an amazing career, and and now you're off on uh, Howie 2.0 with with all your businesses. <laughs> I, I wish you a lot of success. How do you want people to uh, get in touch with you, Howie, if if they have questions on live streaming or or want to hire you? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn at Howard Zales or uh, uh, we, all three of our websites are available at my website, HowieZales.com. Um, but yeah, we offer a 10% discount to all new clients that have uh, to do uh, virtual or hybrid productions with us. That's awesome. Howie, thank you so much for joining us on Dream Business Radio. Thank you so much, Jim. It was a pleasure. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Howie Zales. What a great one. I suggest you hit the replay button, and, and there's some really good nuggets in there from a business standpoint and from um, doing live streams and videos and things like that. Uh, you can connect with me if this is the only place we're connected so far at getjimpalmer.com, getjimpalmer.com. Remember, you can get all six of my books for free in digital format part of my legacy building program. So you can get them at, as Kindle books at Amazon, Barnes and Noble as Nook books, and they're in the iBook store. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. 
Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.